Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast, where two football diehard fans feel the joy and pain of being lifelong Washington fans. They will bring you an unapologetic and an occasional level-headed opinion. So hold on as we fight for old D.C. with your two favorite knuckleheads. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, yet again remotely, is my main man, Reggie. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I'm, I'm still remote, you know. Yeah, this, I've got to do what i got to do, you know, but but the show must go on, Kenny. Yes, yes. This is, this is uh, un, an unexpected third time in a row. But, um, you yeah, know, with, with the world that we live in today, yet the technology we have in, have today, we're able to uh, keep the podcast going. That's right. That's right. You know, taking advantage of technology is allowing us to to continue on. Um, but I wish I could say that uh, for the uh, the good guys with the Burgundy Gold, man. You know, this this game last week uh, has unfortunately put an end to our season. You know, as as, right. as opposed to being able to move on uh, to the next round, we have one more game coming up against the Giants. But man, that loss to uh, Philly pretty much put an end to our season yeah absolutely did i think uh you know prior to that i think we were mathematically in it but we were still kind of on the outside looking in we're going to we were going to need some help um right but for 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 a little bit there we we thought we might we might pull this out right it was a tale of two halves (laughs) no no doubt about it man um I, i i'm to the point now that um I, you know, clearly, there's nothing we can do to change it at this point uh, in the right. season. But I'm 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 at a point in the season where I'm at a loss for what the team could have or should have done differently. I mean, we literally lost, went on a four game losing streak. We won four in a row, right? And now we, you know, and, and before I say we won four in a row, put us in a position to where the last five games would be division games, which by all accounts, the coaching staff, the organization, and fans were looking forward to. And yet, the first four of the five games, we've lost again. So we, we lost four, one, four, and now we've lost another four. And here we are thinking we could do something in this division run, and yet we've lost four to the games against the division, man. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, the, the wheels couldn't have come off at a worse time, right? I mean, we can talk about the play – uh, of some of the players wasn't what it was, but you know the injuries that finally mounted up, the COVID that swept through and hit Washington as bad or worse than than any of the other thirty one teams. There's a couple other teams that had it uh, almost as bad as us, but you know, it, it, like I said, I think last week it, it was a house of cards that finally came down with everything happening all at once, you know, and. Yeah. Well, and, and and it just kind of you you could see that they in the first half that they were persevering through it, and I was and I was happy, I was excited and cheering, but you were still like, uh, can, can can we hold on? Can we keep this going? There wasn't a confidence, right? Right. It was a man. man we're doing it. I'm, I'm I'm kind of surprised that we're doing it. I'm happy that we're doing it, but man, can we do this for all sixty minutes? Right. Yeah, for me, it was more or less um, just kind of watching it. It was it was one of those situations where, I, 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 as you can see, I'm at a loss of words now. Yeah. But the, the situation is such that whenever these things happen, and I'm going to put in air quotes with these things, it seems to always happen to Washington at a greater rate or a greater impact to our team. If every team is dealing with injuries throughout the season, our injuries are always worse. We have more, they're bigger. If in this case of COVID, everyone's getting affected by COVID. Every team got hit with COVID, but you know what? Our team got hit with COVID, one of the worst. Right. And it's like no matter what happens, if it's going to happen to the league and as a as a whole, you can you can almost bet that for whatever reason, it's going to happen to us the worst. And I don't know if that's just we just have very little room for error or what the circumstance is, but it doesn't matter what the coaching, who the coaching staff is, it never fails. It's always at a higher and a greater risk and level to us. So when we got COVID as a team, 
boy, it just pretty much just swept through our team. When we got some injuries this year, it pretty much just uh, decimated our, our starters to the point that we're relying on second, third, and in some case, four-string guys. Yeah. I mean, the, kind of as, as I'm looking back, and, and I agree with everything you say, but you know, when we did a season preview – it was. It might have been right before the season started. If not, it was. It was a couple podcasts prior. You know, one of the things we talked about was our depth. You know, right. and, and I think we really did have depth this year. But to your point, you know, when you have your first, second, third, fourth center out, um, and across the board, it's not a player here or there. It's like a third of your team is second string or third string. Or weren't even on the team. Put it put it this way, Ken. In the game um, against the Eagles on Sunday, we had twelve starters who were not in in that game. That who were started at the beginning of the season, right? Due to injury, COVID, or in Montez Sweat's case, a personal situation with his brother being killed. Right. There's twenty two starters. We had twelve starters who were not in that game against the Eagles. Right. So again, whenever it happens to Washington, it seems to happen on a greater scale. Yeah. And and even and I while I'm looking at the or listening to the, that stat that you just put out there, I'm sure of the replacement players, a lot of those weren't second string. They were third and fourth string because we've had that many injuries and that many uh co- much of a covid outbreak and and things like that, right? Right. I mean, we, we lost a, for crying out loud, we lost a punter. Yeah. <laughs> right? We, we lost a damn punter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people don't it, think it's a big deal. but And and thankfully, the, the punter that we had d- did a fine job. But, you know, it, it went everywhere. You know, punter, running back. Uh, I mean, was, there was no position that was not hit in the last four weeks with no. injury or COVID. Zero position. Oh. Every single position was hit. And, and we all know about the, the, the infamous bringing in a quarterback five days before he can play. Right. Right? Garrett Gilbert. Right. So that's what I mean, man. It just it hits us at a magnitude that's much greater than it affects the other teams. And I don't know what it is about it. I, I, I just don't know. But but nonetheless, it is what it, what it is, man. And, you know, for most of our of the true fans, they understand that this is par for the course for us. And once again, we we end the season somewhat on a sour note. Uh, once again, another season is lost. I saw the stat, which which was very disheartening. Of the last twenty nine seasons, this is the twenty third time that we've missed the playoffs. So, in other words, we've only made the playoffs six times in tw- in the last twenty nine seasons. Wow, wow! And yes, that's, that's a terrible stat. It is. It is. So so by losing that game against Philly. It sealed another losing season where we're missing the playoffs. So it was the twenty third out of last twenty nine seasons missing the playoffs. That's that's what we had going for us um, on Sunday. You know, after a a discouraging season, I think overall last year. I mean, yes, we made the playoffs, but overall, kind of how we got in there, we kind of backed in there because of the performance of the teams in our league, and then. This year we had high hopes, and where we are now, you know, you can't help but you know most fans are questioning uh, not only the player personnel but also the coaches, right? Right. And right. but but as we go into the season, you know, when when we're week one, we like what Rivera has done, right? We we right. like what the team has built. We recognize that we we still have a question. We had a question mark at quarterback. Uh, whether it was Fitzpatrick as a temporary patch or that Heineke, we wanted to see you know what could or couldn't he do. It is what it is, as they like to say. And we didn't, while Heineke didn't play bad, he didn't, I would, I would say he didn't exceed expectations, which is what we were hoping on. And that's what we were truly counting on to have a, better than expected year is is for the quarterback play to exceed expectations well well a couple things on on, on taylor right uh the first, first and foremost is taylor heineke had a very unique situation um that fell in his lap 
the guy that was brought in to be the starter got injured in the first week of the season. Right. So Taylor had the entire season to take hold of the starting job and show the organization and the league who would be watching him that, you know what, man, this kid is a great story and he can be a franchise quarterback. He didn't, he didn't make that happen. All right. For whatever the reasons, for whatever the reasons are, he did not, he did not prove to anyone that he can be the franchise quarterback. What he did do was secure himself where he no longer has to sleep on his sister's couch because he now will, will get jobs in the league primarily as backup. Correct. And listen, and backups in the NFL make a ton of money. They don't make $40 million a year, right. but you know what? I'll stand in the cold holding the clipboard for 4 or $5 million a year. Right, right. Okay? So he, he all he did was he guaranteed that he no longer has to sleep on his sister's couch. Yeah, he and- will now make millions of dollars in the league because whether Washington, he's got another year, so whether we sign him, keep him, there would be a team based on what they saw that would give him other opportunities, and he'll be on a team whether it's ours or another team. Absolutely, so I think, he didn't yeah. take he didn't take hold of the starting job in Washington, which was right there laid out for him. I don't disagree with you. I think um, you know he he's shown uh, you know the, the good and bad, right? He's shown that he is not a franchise quarterback, but he has shown that he he belongs in the league. Oh, right? he definitely showed that he can play in the league. Yeah, sure. that's what I mean. Yeah, he yeah. earned himself payday. He's going to make millions. Yeah. And that's what he did earn, but he didn't. He didn't take hold of this and, and tell Ron Rivera then by his play. So you know what, you guys can start looking for that quarterback. I'm your guy. He didn't. He he didn't do that. Right. Right. And, but and, he did earn. He did earn himself future paydays. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know and what? And that, on him. Yeah. And that's where I said that. Um, uh, you know, I, I think our expectations and our hopes were higher. Right. We saw a an incredible. Cinderella story of him and the Tampa playoff game. And we thought, man, you know, can we get lucky? Cause every now and then a team out there gets a player like that, even though it's never yeah. Washington. Um, but there's right. still, but there's still only a handful over the last 20 or 30 years of players like that. 100% can count them on uh, one hand. It just, it just didn't happen. Right, and, and we were hoping it, it was a hope. It wasn't anybody thinking, "Man, we got him." You know, he is going to be that guy. It was just a hopeful expectation based off of a a Cinderella game that he had. Well, well, that was one of the questions that was finally answered because you know there were people who going into the season based on that playoff game last year against Tampa that wanted Taylor Heineke to be the starter. There were people who were not excited about the fact that Ron Rivera and company. Um, signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. They wanted to see um, Taylor Heineke. They, you know, the whole narrative was, well, we know what we get out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. Ignoring the fact that how well Ryan Fitzpatrick had played the past three years, it was about, hey, this guy's old. We've already seen him. So don't bring him in. Let's go with Taylor Heineke because you saw what he did in the playoff game, right? That was the narrative. And so he finally got his chance. Okay. People got to get, the, they got their questions answered. And what I don't like is those same people that were screaming and, and pining for Taylor Heineke are now quick to blame the organization for not having a quarterback. Right. You, you got the guy. You wanted him to play. He played, and now you see what he is. You see now why he wasn't already on the roster. So you see why he's not the franchise guy. And so now those same people have turned on Ron Rivera and, and, and the staff and blaming them for not having a quarterback. Right. Well, and that's the part I don't like. That's well, the part I don't like. Right. And I do understand that. But, you know, the a a fan that sees a losing team looks for somebody to blame. Right? And and, and that's just the, the nature, but, but that's you, the nature you of the league. You can't ask for that, though. You can't I, yell I agree. and ask for that. And then when you get it, then you want to blame somebody. This is what you wanted. Well, you know. Because you, you know me from the beginning. I was I wanted to see. I was excited about Taylor, and I wanted to see. But I was not sold on the fact because I had huge questions of whether or not it was simply that Tampa wasn't prepared for the guy. So once teams started the game plan, what kind of player would he be? But people didn't want to hear that. Right. All they saw was what he did, man. Can you imagine if we make the starter and we do this, we do this, and we do that, and all that kind of stuff? Sure, sure. And now all of a sudden it turns out he's not the guy. And I would trust me, as a fan, I wasn't rooting against Taylor to be successful. I needed him to be successful. 
But the reality of it is there was some unknown, and people wanted to go all in with this guy and ignore the fact that there was reasons why he was never even promoted as a starter on Ron Rivera's staff when he was with them in other places. Sure, sure. Give the, give the coaching staff a little bit of credit that maybe they already know a little bit about the kid. Well, and, and then you even have to look behind the scenes um, because there was reports during the offseason that you know Washington was trying to make a move on a couple of the quarterbacks, uh, both – uh, you know, I know Stafford was one of them that they were trying to pull in. And, they kicked the tires under Deshaun Watson, dear. We know that. Right. And then I think they might have had some discussions, although they, they backed away from uh, uh, the, the guy from the Jets, uh, Darnold. Darnold. Uh, and supposedly they kicked the tires on uh, Jared Goff yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So yeah. they were looking. Yeah, I, I know they made some offers, uh, from what I hear, for Matt Stafford. Um, yeah. you know, yes, we, did. we would, you know, uh, occasionally Stafford doesn't have a, a stellar game, but we would be a much better team with Matt Stafford on our team this past year. Um, oh, oh no, no doubt, you know, no, no doubt about it, but, uh, so, you know, we, we are, we are where we are and, and I'll be honest, you know, I, I, I've, I've said all along, I'm, I'm on the Heineke bandwagon. Um, you, you, you hand me a Heineke Jersey and I will be wearing it to the bar next week without a problem. Um, I don't make a, I don't pretend that he is more than what he is. I just like his style of play. I like his gut. I like his story. But he is not a franchise quarterback. But I will still wear his jersey. I understand. I, I have nothing. I don't dislike Taylor. I just wasn't completely sold on the kid from the beginning. I, I had a whole lot of hope, but a whole lot of. Um, concerns as well yeah, yeah i wasn't just all in of you know what man just because he almost beat tampa last year so therefore he should be our guy going forward and i was like ah, okay yeah and then any fan that was like that you know how can you even make a decision off of off of one game right no nobody none of those fans even saw him play in college none of them uh, saw him. No, they saw him do a playoff game. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They, they saw they the saw pilot. one game. They they didn't see him when he had a a start in Carolina. They didn't see him in college. They didn't say, "Man, I've been watching this guy all this time." Like like you do for some some uh, first round type of picks uh, that come along, and you go, "Man, I knew we should have got that quarterback." You know, nobody saw anything other than one game. Hey, if that's all you get to see, heck yeah, that's that's. You know, I want to see more of it too, but you got to pump yeah. the brakes, like you said, and be realistic. Of there's a reason why this guy wasn't in the league, right? Um, he, and, and they missed that he should have been in the league, but again, not a franchise quarterback, not a franchise quarterback. And and to that point, I don't understand how at this point in the season, our offense once again gets shut out in the second half. We scored zero points in the second half, and we were only able to manage 89 total yards in the second half, Ken. That's yeah. two quarters. You can get 89 yards on a, on a single drive. Well, I mean, uh, if you were to watch the first half and then come back two weeks later and watch the second half, you would have thought it was two different games. Uh, from, from, from a lot of different aspects. I mean, if you, and I'm just talking about from an offensive perspective, right? Um, because we moved the ball in the first half, we blocked, we gave time, we were running the ball, could have run it more. You know, one of the, one of the things that I, that I looked up because I, I knew it, it was, it was glaring and I had to look at it. Running backs only carried the ball 18 times for the entire game. Okay. They only, we only carried it four times in the second half. Four again, carries. Again, the, the game was never blown out. This wasn't like this was the Dallas game where, you know, they had put up 40 points in the first half. There was plenty of time to stick with the offense. And I, I, I just don't understand. And the more and more as these weeks go by, man, I have to question whether or not Scott Turner is the guy. He, that, that is my biggest question from a, from a coaching st- standpoint. That is my biggest question. And, and, and I – it's easy to jump on him and say, you know, this is what, it, you know, that, that it is all his fault. You got to step back for a second and say, how many games did he have all of his tools there? 
right? We, we all decided that we all determined that, you know, I mean, when you look at this game, you had a quarterback, an undrafted quarterback, an undrafted running back as, as your two primary guys carrying the workload, right? Sure, how, sure. How, how, how many, how many offensive coordinators can be successful with that now, in, but he, but okay. he was successful in the first half. And what you were doing, I mean, they even talked about, they talked about it, and I was saying it in, in the uh, sports bar. I was like, look, I said, they're doing things to get Terry open. But in the second half, I didn't see that. Uh, they, they got uh, Cam Sims involved in the first half. Where did he go in the second half? And I can understand from a defensive perspective of Philadelphia shutting down one player. You know, they make adjustments to, to, to stop this or stop that. How did they stop everything? You know, I mean, when, when it was working. And I, the play calling just seemed like it got so vanilla and predictable compared to the first half. They got conservative. They, we, we, were, they, we were aggressive in the first half, right? Right. As, as I said in the podcast, I said, go for broke, man. What do you got to lose? So they come out, and they're doing some things. They're very creative, and they're, they're moving the ball. And then all of a sudden, it's like either we got very conservative and comfortable with the lead, or Philadelphia made an adjustment and we did not. Because again, if Plan A is not working, you have to have a Plan B. Right. You, you have to. If, if if this is what we're trying to do, and they make an adjustment to stop it, then then it's like playing playing checkers or chess. Then what's your next move? Right. Because you have to anticipate, you have to, as a coaching staff, if we do this, then more than likely they're going to do this or this. And if they do this, then we need to do that. Yeah, you, you got to be a, a few plays uh, behind. Because, you know, when, when we've watched the game together, I've even talked about, you know, some plays that were running, were running, were running. And I'm like, man, if they keep this going and have, you know, minimal success doing this, it can at least set up something down the road. Why don't we ever see the setup? <laughs> you know, we never see a setup for something down the road. The complexity of Scott Turner's offense is is, is just isn't there. And li- listen, man, I, I'm all for coaches paying it forward, reaching back, helping guys, and all. I, I get all that. I, I I do. I get it. That's how coaches get their starts, and that's how other guys – I get it, man. But if Scott Turner is not the guy, then, Ron, you don't you don't have a lot of time, man. No. I, I mean, if, if you can't look in the stands and realize that the fans are tired of the product on the field, that you're seeing that our home games are no longer true home games, then, man, I don't know how to get your attention, Ron. Right. People are tired of it, and I said it in one of our other ones. Unfortunately, you came in at the at the wrong time, brother, because people are tired of tired of the same thing year after year. So you have to make some adjustments. You have to do them quicker. Yeah, and he I've... keeps talking. He keeps talking about all the things he did in Carolina. Well, you know the one thing that you had in Carolina that helped you turn it around. You had a number one draft pick. In fact, the Heisman Trophy winner, number one draft pick on your roster that you was grooming. You don't have that here. Right. Ron, there's no, there's no Heisman Trophy quarterback behind center right now. So what, is what you did in Carolina, you can't duplicate exactly the same thing here in Washington, man. Yeah. So if Scott Turner's not the right guy, you got to cut him loose. Cut him loose. Get you in this, get you a creative mind in here, because I'm telling yeah. you, man, we're not making the right adjustments. Okay, there's no way in hell that we go an entire half with 89 yards. That's rushing and passing combined. Well, you're talking about um, Scott Turner and getting something, somebody that's innovative. You know, typically your youthful offensive uh, coordinators. They are creative, right? They, they tend to, just by being young, they push the envelope. They think outside the box. Well, they, they think outside the box. They're, 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 they're slinging it around. They're, you know, uh, airing it out. They're, they're, 
all kinds of uh, formations and, and mismatches and wide open, but not in Washington. You no, know? it's like he's running his, like he's running his dad's offense. Yeah, from the from the Cowboys of the nineties, man. The 90s, it's like, come right, on, right. come on, dude. Yeah, and, 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 and I can't tell you. I, I wish I should I should have looked it up, but I can't tell you how many times we've got shut out in in an entire half. Right. This wasn't this was wasn't the first time this happened this season. Correct. Where we got shut out in the entire half. Right. We've it, seen it, it happen in the we've seen it happen in the first half. And then they come on and try to make a game of it in the second half. And then we've seen it where in this first half, they're actually scoring and then they get shut out the second half. So I don't understand what the hell is going on. Yeah. But once again, a Philly team, the game was there for us. The defense didn't play great, but they certainly didn't play bad. They played good enough to where if we had gotten any more out of our offense, we could have won the game. Right. I agree. So as, as a result of all that, we were all excited about this five-game stretch in the division, and here we are, four games in. We've got we got swept this year by both Dallas and Philly. We, and, we and, 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 and we and we barely beat um, we the Giants. Luck, lucky that we beat uh, the Giants, and you know we have uh, one more game against the Giants to see how that turns out. Yeah, because technically in week two was week two or week one. Two. Week two, because we played the Chargers first. Correct. So in week two, we actually had lost the game to the Giants. But their guy jumped offside and gave us an extra down, an extra snap or whatever, and we win the game. With no time on the clock. Right. <laughs> right. So we almost won we almost lost that game. Yeah. So yeah. I I just don't know, man. I don't know. Jared Patterson has a chance. You know, Ron's talking about how he wants to give the young guys a chance and see what we got. Then why the hell didn't you do that on Sunday? And and his his uh stats weren't bad. Uh he I think he had almost he had like a four point seven yard right. average. Um, so again, e- even if you ran him the exact same amount in the second half that you ran him in the first half, you're still only talking about twenty four carries, right? So it, so, it was it was like you were putting a a burden on him. And in the second half, he carried the ball four times, and he was the only running back that carried the ball. He was catching it out of the backfield. Uh, he, 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 did, he did mainly, if you take away the um, the last drive where he caught mm-hmm. three or four balls in the in the last drive, prior to that, he, he carried the ball four times and only caught like one or two out of the backfield up until the last two minutes of the game. So, and I've been, call, and yeah. I've been calling for him to play this guy. I've been, I've been calling. Like, give the, as soon as J.D. McKinsey went down, I said, this is an opportunity to get Jared Patterson more touches. Did right. they do it? No. Well, but but some, now, somebody needed to run the ball. You you were being successful in the first half. Keep doing what is successful. You're you're keeping the ball out of your hands of Philadelphia. You know you're taking the pressure off Heineke. You're you're stopping the the rush if if they're if they're planning on you running the ball. You know they're, they're not just rushing upfield. They're they're waiting to see what happens. The the uh, play action actually works when you keep running. Again, we, we, we can keep ha- having this conversation about uh, Scott Turner. It goes, goes back to offensive play calling. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have confidence. You can, you, you can make the argument or some people will say, well, we need better players. Okay, yeah, we do. But you know what? Baltimore. Baltimore lost all of their running backs before the season even started. Right. With the exception of Lamar Jackson, they still had one of the top – running games in the league. And I understand Lamar added to that, but you take Lamar away and those guys still was able to run the ball. That's what I mean by you still have to scheme guys open, man. You got to scheme it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And I, and I think there should be a, a spotlight on Scott Turner. Um, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be back next year, but I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking around to see what, what else is out there. He'll, he'll, he'll be back because that's just what Ron's going to do. Ron's not going to cut him loose after one more year. But after, um, I guess this is what his second year. But, man, come on. Come on, man. We, they got to do better. Well, right now, I don't see nothing that excites me about Scott Trump. Again, we don't know. And we're looking, you know, we're trying to look through the crystal ball. Uh, but it, it's awfully fog, foggy in the crystal ball right now. We don't know what quarterback is going to start next year. 
right? And, 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 and we've had that feeling year after year after year. And if you don't know what quarterback is going to start, then, then how do you know if Scott Turner is the right guy? Here's here's my thing, Ken. Right, because but 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 real quick, the there are quarterback. I'm sorry, there are offensive coordinators that work well with certain types of quarterbacks, right? Okay. If you don't know what quarterback you're going to have next year, how do you know if Scott Turner is the right guy? Well, that's if you go after the young guy. But even even then, even then. What you do is you draft the guy that fits your system. Okay? That, that, that's that's BS. You, you you take the best possible quarterback no, and you no, use no, his tell, skills. I'll tell you why it's not BS. Because look look what look what New England did with Matt Jones. Everybody thought that Matt Jones was the worst available of the five, of the five or six quarterbacks in the draft. I disagree with that. Was, I, I, they, I disagree with that. But go ahead. What they did was they drafted the guy that fits what they like to do. That is a stand-in-the-pocket, dink-and-dunk type of guy, occasionally go down the field, play good defense kind of guy. They didn't need – could they use a guy like Justin Fields? Well, of course they could. Did they reach for him? No, they didn't. Because you know what? Matt Jones fits what they like to do as well. But but also – But everybody, while what? everybody else is chasing around, trying to find the next Lamar Jackson, the next Deshaun Watson, the next Patrick Holmes, everybody else is chasing those kind of guys, and they went back to a traditional standard quarterback, and that's what they do. So my point being is, well, it was, it was, saying, a, it was a match. That. It was a match there, though. Okay, because so they used they match. used his skills. Okay, so why can't we match a guy? You're saying that we don't know what the quarterback's going to be. Then try to go after the guy that's going to match whatever you're trying to do. Don't 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 try to pick. Don't try to cater your system just to that. Pick the guy that fits what you're trying to do as well. I mean, there's two ways to do it. But but let me make this point about Scott Turner, and then I'll get off of Scott Turner. I would feel better about Scott Turner if I was watching a game every Sunday and I saw what he was scheming up, and I would be like, you know what, man? We need guys that, got, we need guys that can catch that ball. We need guys that can run that ball. That's not what we're seeing. It's not like he's throwing the ball and De'Ami Brown's not catching it. It's not like they're throwing the ball and scheming plays where um, – the guys are open and we can't get the ball to them. Our guys aren't open. Yeah. They're not. They're not. It's not like the ball's getting to them. But but I think so, but I, but I think I, I hate to do this, but I I got to give Scott a little bit of uh, credit on this because because of Heineke, Heineke doesn't throw some of the throws that one of the top ten quarterbacks does. Right? He doesn't anticipate as much. As you know, just fill in the blank. Um, you know, Russell, right? He doesn't uh, anticipate and throw it to a spot as much as he waits to see that they're open. And I think that is a that is a a skill set that Heineke doesn't have as well as some of the other quarterbacks. Um, and okay. and if your offense is predicated on some of that, then it does take some some tools out of your toolbox again i i still think that it's the offensive coordinator's job to evaluate the players that you have even if it's ken and reggie from from the burgundy gold knuckleheads podcast you got to put us in the best position to be successful and i don't know that i see him doing all of that okay okay that's fair that's fair um, that's my rant about it. So, yeah. and that's my rant about this game. I, I, you know, unless you got some other things that you want to point out that you saw during the game, you know, we can, there's a couple more other topics we can talk about. No, I mean, the only last thing that I would say on that is, is, you know, for, for a minute there, we thought Heineke was going to, was going to pull one out of his hat on the last drive. You know, we there, <laughs> there, 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 there was a drive, of, it, there was a Don't drive of Heineke magic. Don't do it, man. Uh, I, I I heard people getting you know I was slowing down the bus and, and and people weren't getting on the bandwagon, but they were like running to the bus stop, waiting to to get on the Heineke bandwagon. Oh my god, <laughs> man! Don't do it. I'm, I'm trying to be good, man. I'm trying to be good. Oh, I, I was like, oh my god, but, but, dude. But we 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 thought for a minute there, man. When the, when the when the ball was there, 
Uh, when he made the throw that finally got picked off, which I think if they would have had a better camera angle, it was not picked off. It hit the ground. When when that ball was there for a split second, you thought we won the game. No, I didn't. You didn't. In fact, when in oh. fact when he threw it, I gasped because I'm like, "Is this about to get picked off?" But what I didn't think is it was an overthrow as much as I thought maybe someone had come across um, the the face of the of the player because I didn't even know who he was throwing it to at first. You know, like when you're watching on TV and you see the you know the cameras got the pan over to the the, the receiver downfield. Sure. And then when he threw it over the guy, and I know he failed. Right. It was it was not pass interference. No, it, it wasn't. It's it an wasn't. unfortunate part of the game where the feet get tangled. But even with big John Bates standing up with his arms up, that ball was overthrown. He overthrew that guy. Uh, it wasn't like he got in. It wasn't got, you mean if he it, didn't stumble, he wouldn't have caught that? I do not believe he catches uh, that. I, th- I think in fact, he does. I still think the ball is over his head, even as even if he doesn't stumble and fall, I don't think he makes that grab because the ball is too high. Mm. Taylor overthrew the guy, man. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I thought it was there. Yes, it was going to be a, a catch where he was going to have to, you know, maybe even come off his off his feet just a pinch. But I thought it was a, a catchable ball. I was um, frustrated with the call because I didn't know why we needed to do it. Yeah, he went. He went. He went for all of it at a time when we didn't need it. Oh, we were down to thirty seconds, and I forget what down that was, but yeah, you didn't have didn't have a whole lot of time. You were at the twenty five ish yard line. Okay, well, go go two plays, but you didn't need to. You didn't need it all in one play. But if it was open, which he was open, right? He, he was open. Dude, he wasn't that open. He, no, by NFL standards, he was open. Come on, man, you go back and look at that. He was open by NFL standards. Uh. Uh-uh. Because uh, here, 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 here's here's why I didn't like the call. Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team offense is not predicated on twenty plus yard plays. Agree. You and you yourself just said we were probably at the twenty five or thirty yard line with thirty seconds to go, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, we had two timeouts. So therefore, why do we try to get a thirty yard play with thirty seconds left on the clock? With, oh, by the way, two timeouts. I think we had one timeout, but even so, we had a timeout. Okay. So get the ball closer and do what we do. But no, no, we're going to try to go for a 25, 30-yard pass, and that ain't what we do. Well, That's not our, that's not our personnel, Ken. Again, I, I don't have I, – I don't know if he was his first look or second look. Uh, I'm sure he had a, a check down if he wasn't open. But, by, again, by NFL standards – he didn't have, he had a guy beat by a step and a half you know and 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 the guy that caught it in the end zone was 5 yards behind him the ball was i know you disagree but the ball was high it was a bad it was a bad throw Ken. okay let's call it a bad throw he was open though again he was okay he was but then that's a that's, a, that's still an indictment on on taylor it's that a di- he right. through, I, I, he do the guy but I don't understand why they went for the, the bomb pass when they still had time on the clock. It, it, I didn't like the play call. I, I didn't like it given who we are. It, know your personnel. That's not us. That's not what we do. Uh, the, the field is getting tighter and tighter, and yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I, thought, I didn't think we would go for it. I mean, you know, try to get it all in, in one shot there, but – you know, and, 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 and to your point, it was two down territory. I mean, four down territory. Well, it wasn't a down issue at that. You know, we weren't worried about it, downs. It we were worried about it, clock. It wasn't, but still, we had thirty seconds. There's plenty of time, and we was four down territory. Man, it it, it was. Yeah, I didn't like the play call. Yeah, yeah. but that's why I said, man, don't go there because I was. I didn't want to talk about it. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna disagree on that. It, it it was not a as bad of a throw as what you think. Um, I, I think uh, you know our, our our fans will go back and and look at that. And it was it was a high throw, but I think it was catchable. Um, and he was more open than what you think. Also, uh, I'm I'm gonna get that. No, 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 no. I knew he was open. Okay, I knew he was open, and that's why I made the point. I say even if he doesn't get tripped and and fall, he doesn't make the catch because at the end of the day, it was a bad throw. The throw was too high. He would have had to made a great. He would have had to make a great catch in order to make that play. 
I'm not saying it was uncatchable. You know how the refs throw the uncatchable play. It wasn't right, right, that. Right. But that ball was high, and it sailed well beyond um, uh, the the uh, tight end Bates. and the safety that picked that ball up. Yeah. I mean, he was deep in the end zone. He wasn't even in the end zone. He, he caught that in the end zone. Right, 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 right. I mean, at the, at the ground level. It wasn't like he caught it with his hands, though. He, he caught it as diving for it, and it hit the ground, by the way. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. We can move um, on. We can move on. We we we've, yeah, we've beat, yeah. beat this horse pretty good. We did. We did. Okay. So two things um, that have come out. So a lot of stuff that was circling around on social media was the the lack of video tribute for Ryan Kerrigan. As most everyone knows, Ryan is a long time uh, Redskins player that we did not resign due to Chase Young and Montez Sweat. He signed a one-year deal with, I mean, well, not a one-year deal, I guess a two-year deal with Philly, right? Right. So he was there last year, but again, we had no fans in the stands. And then, of course, this year he comes back to Washington, which would have been his second return, but first with fans. And most likely his last game because, again, as we discussed, he didn't really have an impact in Philly to my knowledge. And he's a, he's a, veteran and old player by NFL standards. Right. So he probably will not be in Philly. But here was a chance for, with fans in the stands on the last home game, to have done a small video tribute, if nothing else, just to say thank you, Ryan. Because for some fans, they feel like Ryan Kerrigan should go in the ring of honor. Me personally, I do not. But I do believe that he should have been acknowledged on the Jumbotron at that game. Thoughts? Um, what, what, what do I, what thought do I do first? First of all, I think he should be at least strongly considered for the ring of honor. Um, considered, the, yes. Um, but I don't know that I have a problem with them not doing it when we're talking about two years later, he's playing on another team. He had COVID and they weren't even sure if he was going to be there. I mean, he, I think he was activated like the day before the game, as much as I like Ryan Kerrigan, um, I don't have a problem with this. I would I would almost prefer for him to, let's just say he retires, and next year have a Ryan Kerrigan day now that he's retired and, and bring him on and, and pay, pay a tribute to him at, at that point. Um, I wouldn't have had a problem with them doing a video retrospect of his career in Washington, but I don't have a problem that they didn't either. He does not belong in the Ring of Honor. I'm sorry. Uh, then, then why do you, a, then, 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 then why he's then why give him a video tribute? Because he was a very, very, very good productive player for our organization. If we just start putting good productive players in the Ring of Honor, then hell, we'll run out of we'll run out of room in the Ring of Honor. Well, I mean, Ring for, of Honor should be reserved. The Ring of Honor should be reserved for some of your all time greats. Ron Carey, just because he has the the um, uh, Organization franchise sack record doesn't make you deserve another friend of the. Uh, I don't uh, disagree. Ring of I don't disagree. I mean, and, and for anyone that's listening, would say that. Well, again, the bar wasn't very high. No different than it was easy for someone like Kirk Cousins to come along and and start owning a lot of our passing records. We've not had great quarterbacks, so again, the bar is kind of low. But you put guys in the Ring of Honor who truly were your Pro Bowl, perennial All Pro, Hall of Fame style players. Your Barrett Greens, your Art, you know your type art monk type player so so london fletcher shouldn't be there because he was never you know basically never in the in the pro bowl uh either right well we, we everyone knows that london fletcher has been somehow snubbed of the hall of fame and the pro bowl for that matter I'm, I'm, i would put london fletcher in the ring of honor before i would ryan Kerrigan. I and i don't have a problem with either with, one without, of them without question for, for, again, we're not talking Hall of Fame, right? Hall of Fame is at another, another level. Um, when, when you're the face of, for Kerrigan, he was the face of the defense for 10 or 12 years, um, probably the most consistently productive. Was, was he, you know, all pro and, and, level? And he was year? reliable. No. Yes. And he was and, reliable. Correct. And, and again, the way he carried himself, everything about it, um, I wouldn't have a problem. I mean, do I think that he's a, oh, man, yeah, he's 100% sure should be in? I'm not going to go quite that far, but I think he should be strongly considered. 
and he may or may not go. I don't know, um, but I would have zero problem with with him, nor London Fletcher, uh, being in the in the Washington Ring of Honor. Okay, and for all the reasons you named why Kerrigan should be considered for the Ring of Honor, or all the reasons I said they should have done video, video tribute. Well, and, then, and that's my because of everything because point. of everything that you just said. Ring of Honor, I don't think it deserves it, but if they put him in, I don't care. But I think at a minimum, given everything that you just said about Ryan Kerrigan, dependable, 10, 12 years, face of the franchise, model model um, teammate on and off the field, everything that you described is all the reasons why the organization should have did him just because he played on some horrible team. He never left. He stayed. He stuck through and, it. He and played he wanted, and he wanted to stay, right? He'd still be and here. And he wanted to stay. Right. So, again, why couldn't you do a small – doing a TV timeout a short video tribute to Ryan Kerrigan, knowing that he's probably at the end of his career. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Um, and, and I'll kind of flip it back on you. If you're going to do a video tribute, you do that for your players that you would consider. Um, so you, you, have a, you have a problem with them not doing the video, but you don't think he should be – I mean, it kind of you – should, you should swing no, one no, way no. or the other, right? No, no. I th- no, I think I think you're, you're underestimating when I say he doesn't deserve it. That's just my opinion. He doesn't deserve it. But if they did, I wouldn't be like, man, that's garbage. I mean, he, right. if they do, they do. Right. I mean, right. I, I don't I don't have a problem if they choose to do it. I, do I think he's, he's deserving of that honor? No, I don't. But if they did, okay, I get why they did it. Right. But if you're going to give it to Ryan Carrington, then you damn should give it to London Fletcher. But at a minimum, whether he's in the ring of honor or not, I think the video tribute, he was worthy of a video tribute, given everything that he meant to the organization during some very, very bad years. Yeah, yeah. I I would have definitely, if it had been my call, I would have de- definitely have done a vi- video tribute to him or, or acknowledged him somehow. Um, but something, something, yeah, 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 yeah. Even, even sometimes acknowledgement, right? But um, in the in the grand scheme of things, I those kinds of things don't do a lot for me, right? I, and I don't care who it is, and any player that comes back, you know, us fans will cheer. You might throw something up, you know, you know, thanks for the memories, fill in the blank, whoever you are. But okay, you get a, a thirty second clap and you move on. I, I'm just, I'm not that kind of. Uh, I think, I think I'm not that kind of guy. I, it probably doesn't mean a lot to you, but I think I think players love that. Oh, absolutely. Man, you talk about some. You know, there's not a player out there that doesn't have an ego, right? And and if nothing else, Ryan Kerrigan is known as a Washington Redskins. So Correct. I, Correct. listen, man. You, and listen, we don't have a lot of these guys. So when you get one, just show them a little love, man. I guarantee a little love like that goes a long way. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree, and kind of even goes back. I mean, I don't know how he would have done on the team this year, but for the for the money that he – that uh, the, the lack of money that he got in Philly, he should still be here in Washington. But uh, that's that's my that's my two cents. I know you don't feel the same way, but – Nope, I do not. You're, but – You're wrong on that one, but we'll move along. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine, man. Yeah, you know. Okay, right here. Hey, cool. hey, knucklehead fans, uh, give give us your two cents on that. You know. But yeah. Anyway. Um, and last <laughs> but not least, man, we will be remiss to talk about the uh, the recently released uh, video teaser about the uh, new name that's going to be um, officially revealed on February second, two two of twenty two. Correct. And, uh, you know, they did some teasing of the uniform and blurred out some helmets and right. things of that nature. You know, <laughs> even with something as simple as the name, uh, unfortunately, the organization is not on the same page. And what I mean by that is when they did that video a few months ago, they had the eight names on it. Supposedly, that was not the list. Tanya Schneider, the Dan Schneider's wife, comes out on, a, on an interview and says, yep, that was the last list. And the president of the organization is saying, nope, that's not the final list. So which is it? They're, they're, but they're playing of, games, none, right? They're, 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 that's it, fine. It, that's fine, yeah, Ken. Yeah. But if you're going to play games, at least be on the same damn page, okay? Right, Again, right, right. We, we, get, we get conflicting information from the, some of the top people within the organization. Nonetheless, here we are. I don't know what the names are going to be. We, what we do know is it will not be Red Wolves. 
Right. Um, which personally at that point, once they had, I read that it wasn't going to be Red Wolves, I was like, whatever, I don't care because I was all in on Red Wolves. And so anything else, in my opinion, was kind of bad anyway. Oh, it definitely so, a, a big drop off uh, when, it, when it wasn't going to be Red Wolves. Yes. Yeah. So at this point, whatever it's going to be, I know I probably won't care much for it. Well, let me let me let me, back, let me back up before we move forward on 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 the other things that about the teaser and all. Um, I'm still surprised, even though they said there were some you know legal things that they had to work. They were concerned about working around uh, when they knew that the far and away the number one name that people were pulling for was the Red Wolves. You're talking about a team that is that is worth billions of dollars. You, you couldn't have paid somebody off, right? Well, what, whatever, well, whatever the entity is, you couldn't have given them $1 million, $2 million, $10 million to make sure that there's no answer your conflict? Question, I'm going to say no, and here's why. Because what I read was one of the organizations that had a big issue with it was the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is the NBA team, and their pockets are deep as well. And, and, so some well, so, so, you you had Atlanta Hawks before you had the, then you had the, the Seahawks. That wasn't a conflict, and that was exact same scenario, exact same okay. NBA to NFL. Um, you know, there there is carryover on that, whether it's a college team with whatever else it is. You know, it, it's all about money, right? You 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 you, sure. you spread a little bit of money, and and I don't know what they're going to be, right? You, let's just say, you know, it was leaked out there that they were talking about the commanders at one point. Don't know if it's still going to be that or not, but you can't tell me that the memorabilia that they will sell for Red Wolves will be significantly more than with the uh, commanders. They'll sell both. Don't get me wrong. But, man, Red Wolves, man, how many different things can I get of the Red Wolves? Commanders, well, eh, give me give me a hat. You know, let me see what the logo but, is. Well, but again, but you know, there were some fans who wasn't even who did not like Red Wolves. Not, I, mean, I know you and I, you and I liked it, but but and but there were some fans who didn't like the Red Wolves. Sure, so, sure. So with that being the case, if you truly believe, and I'm I'm talking from the perspective of if you truly believe the organization when they tell you that there was litigation issues and they did not want to be tied up dealing with this for years upon end. Um, years upon years down the road where maybe there's some merchandise or some image likeness or things that they just don't want any part of, just like nobody wanted to touch anything Native American. Sure. If they truly didn't want to touch anything and be in litigation, if you truly believe that, then I understand why they didn't even try to do anything, given the fact that if, you, if the Timberwolves were pushing back on some of the stuff. So... To your point, could they have sold more? Probably. Would more people have liked it? Absolutely. But if they just say, hey, listen, if you don't want to have to deal with this or have anybody come back and say anything, then you just need to do away with the Red Wolf. Look, I'm going to bring up a name that I don't like to bring up. People that know what part of the country we live in, if this would have been Jerry Jones and he wanted the Red Wolves, he would have gotten it done. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. And that's fair. And that's fair, but we're not the team. We know he's the owner, but he's also GM and president of all this other kind of stuff. And he himself carries a weight, probably carries a big stick when he walks into a room among NFL circles. Jason Wright's not that guy. Jason Wright's not that guy, number one. He's new new to our organization. Number two, there are a lot of people that don't like our owner. So they may not want to play ball with Dan Snyder. You know what, Dan, screw you. So the difference would be that, again, our president and our GM, I mean, and our owner is two separate people as, as, as Jerry is, is all in one. And some people like Jerry. Right. We right. don't like him fair very enough. much. Yeah, fair enough. We don't like Jerry very much, but you can't argue that he's a hell of a businessman. Right, absolutely, but, absolutely. But again, people don't like Dan Snyder. And Jason Jason Wright is just some guy. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, we're at the point that it's hard to find somebody that likes Dan Snyder. Absolutely, in, including so, including Washington fans. You know? Including Washington fans, and so 
in those circles, people could have just said, hey, you know what? Screw Dan. We don't want to play ball with him. Yeah. We want him out of here anyway. So I don't know the circumstances around it, but again, once they said the announcement it wasn't going to be Red Wolves, I was like, whatever. Yeah. I, I use a couple of curse words, but at the end of the day, I was like, whatever, man. <laughs> the only thing they're going to have to do now for me to buy is it better be a cool, cool, cool logo. Yeah, I, I definitely whatever it is. Um, I, I'm, I'm definitely is trash. right. I'm anticipating. I'm. I want to see the logo before you tell me what the name is. Right. Oh, I'm sure they'll do that. They, but, they're gonna probably have a video. They're gonna have Terry and those guys. Right. Probably modeling the uniform and all that crap. But I'm gonna tell you, man, if the logo is trash and the name is trash, because I already probably can say I don't like the name and I don't yeah. even know what it is. Correct. Correct. But I can tell you, I don't like the name. Because yeah. based on that list, I didn't like those names. Correct. So you better you better hit a home run with the logo because otherwise, bro, I'm telling you, you won't be getting a lot of my money. No, no, and I, and I agree. I I don't anticipate loving the name. It might be something that grows on me, and I'll accept it. And it is what it is. But yeah, it 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 better not be a a logo that looks like something out of 1978, right? You got an opportunity for a modern, updated, crisp uniform crisp logo the the uniform that i see the you know the little bits that i see i'm kind of liking it right you um you got the fact that Doug williams liked it i like that yeah. the fact that martin mayhew liked it that was a good sign as well right right um and you're right what we saw in that little video that they put out there i was like man i'm a little excited from from the uniform so, perspective right the little pieces and, and cutaways yeah. that they saw you could see on it yeah and so what makes me a little what makes me a little bit positive about it is I wasn't a fan of the football team. I understood why they went football team. Sure. But I still didn't like it. It kind of grew on me. Right. So whatever name they come out with, number one, have a cool logo. Number two, start putting winning product on the field. You do those two, you get all my money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you give me a good logo, and you. I, I agree. Feel, I agree. I give it all my money. I agree. I agree. I will. Uh, you know, man. I, I. I. It would take me too long to count all the multiple, multiple, ten, fifteen hats. All the jerseys I have, the jackets, the you know, the, the, the windbreakers, the knickknacks all over shelves and drinking cups and everything. I will replace every single one with a, <laughs> with a cool logo and, exactly. and, and playoff contenders every single year. That's right. Right. You start putting some winning product on the field and we become contenders. Yeah. And the logo, man, listen, I'll buy all that. Yeah. I've, I've already told my, my family, you know, you, you know, next Christmas, next birthday, next father's day, you know what to get me. Right, we yeah. we we got this new stuff coming out. If it's crap, I'm going to tell them, you know, buy me a pair of socks instead. But uh, yeah, but yeah, they do that. They start doing good. Yeah, bro. Hey, get all that. Give me all that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I got a I got a stockpile of money waiting to to spend because I haven't spent anything the last two years. I I didn't buy anything Washington football team, not a single thing. So yeah. I've got a I've got a a, a pile of money. Okay. That, that's waiting to burn a hole in my pocket to, to give to Dan Snyder. All right. Well, I hope it's something good, and I hope we are three. They put something on the field, man, when you start shopping. Let's do it. So, well, that's all I got, man. Um, you know, once again, we got week, uh, the last game of the season, I guess game 17. Yeah. Uh, week 18 sounds funny to say. It does. It does. And uh, so we'll be getting back together and doing a um, – uh, I guess a preview. preview of the Giants game, uh, but that's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all I got for for uh, for today. Okay. Yeah. Well, until next time, folks. Let us know what you think, though. We we had a couple of disagreements on some of the topics here. The Ryan Kerrigan tribute and uh, Taylor Heineke and his last play of the game. <laughs> so let us <laughs> let us know what you think about it. You know, you know. You team ready, you team can on that. Just give us your thoughts, whatever you want. So and, and the uniform, yeah. Even even the name, uh, what we're coming out with. What do, what do you think it's going to be? Yeah. What, yeah. What, do you, what do you not want it to be of, of the last three or four names that you see here floating out there? Right, right. So, so just let us know, guys. Give us your feedback. 
you know, we're on Twitter and we're on uh, Instagram. So until next time, y'all, peace out. Peace out, knuckleheads.